0: And welcome to another Mid Mitten Gaming podcast. I'm GM Jeff, and with me as always is Juice. Yep. There you go. <laughs> way, to, way to say hi that time. Keeping it vitamin C. <laughs> <laughs> say, <laughs> wow. say a new catchphrase: is oh, Keep it sure. vitamin C. Uh, I'm hey. fantastic, and, then, and with me is vitamin C. And uh, uh, we also have two special guests here. So we have Scott. Hey, hello. And so he's he's been on the podcast before uh, with the later. kind of the Bushido thing. And then uh, he's one of our gaming friends, part of our local meta. But our hmm. uh, our other guest with us is Matthew Gooch.
1: Hey guys, what's up?
0: And so if you don't know Matthew Gooch, he works on a lot of the lore for Phalon, He's one of the DGS staff. Um, we don't know how he got here. He just showed up at our at our uh, house down here. A lot of creepy stalking was involved. <laughs> And so uh, we we're down for the Michigan GT, and that's going to kick off tomorrow with an encounters game around uh, four o'clock. Mm-hmm. But uh, and we'll bring more about that. But uh, tonight we we thought we're sitting around and we're already doing this, and so we just decided to record a podcast. It was not planned, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna be talking about. It wasn't planned. I brought just in case. <laughs> just <laughs> as pointing at my mic, like, what do you mean it wasn't planned? I brought the mic just in case. Anyway, so we decided uh, hey, why don't we talk about uh, Whispers of Doom, the new campaign that's coming out? But, like, John did a thing talking about all the mechanics of it, uh, which was super helpful and was fun to be a part of. Um, but with Gucci here and him being the lore master, we thought we'd talk a little about the lore behind Whispers of Doom. And for me, this is a this is a big thing for me because when I first I've gotten to Free Blades, loved the mechanics. Just the the most fantastic, there you go, uh, mechanics that I'd ever experienced within a game. However, for me when I first got in, the lore was a little boring for me. It was like, oh, a mercenary company versus another mercenary company, and there's scenarios that you play through. But as I've played more, as I've read more, as I've learned more about Phalon in the world. I love it. The lore is rich and deep and complex. And so we wanted to give you some of that and help you fall more in love with Phalon as I have over the last couple of years learning more about
1: it. So, I like that idea. Yeah, yeah right?
0: That's <laughs> great. So uh, we're going to kick it off. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it over to Juice. He has some questions about uh, some lore behind
2: yeah. Whispers so, of Doom. Uh, <clears throat> first of all, with the Whispers of Doom and in general with Harrod Ellen lore. Harrod uh, Ellen was my Actually, second faction, but it's the one that I built the most on. Uh, I started with Trazerites, but Haradell uh, has really taken my heart with their heavy armor and their honor. But um, w- reading through the Whispers of Doom here, um, I guess one, one of the first questions that comes to my mind is, what does a pilgrimage look like in Haradell, specifically for uh, the characters here with uh, Aaliyah's uh, wisdom? Or Elia's pilgrimages, those kind of things. Um, I'm trying to see the character's name here because there's. I don't think it Who, was. Tala. Who's the knight that goes? Who's the what? There
0: was a knight that went on a pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. What's her name?
1: Uh, Tala. Tala is Tal- the. Tala. Yeah, she's a she's actually a cantor. She's a, a oh, local okay. priest. Oh, she's a cantor. Yes, okay. that um, comes out of the, out of uh, Vassalar, which is one of the the main cities for the goddess Aaliyah right so ilea is the goddess of wisdom she's kind of the consort of vigenar who is the 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 zeus-like figure in in um, Phalonian lore uh, and phalar religion veranic religion specifically so uh the to answer your question juice the the pilgrimages are going to be very unique and very personal for each of the gods and goddesses right so uh if you'll look on uh, World Anvil, which is where we keep all of our lore, there is a section in there called Veranic, the Veranic Religion. And it will list the main um, shrines and temples for each of the gods and goddesses for the Veranic Religion. So, um, a lot of times your pilgrimages are going to be to those. However, there are holy sites all over Failure Lands and some outside of Failure Lands where somebody's done something you know miraculous where they will go and they'll take a... Um, take a pilgrimage to so for instance uh, if you'll remember during the the Redstone pass um, campaign mm-hmm. there was a mountain that they passed that had a shrine to barrack at the top and there was a little gate before they went in the failure side and it was um, it was Baric's gate and we wrote some lore where um, they were they were dropping offerings there and and the, uh, there's one character in particular that I'm not going to reveal yet, but we're writing a story about her. Uh, she was played by Jen Felix in our campaign in Kansas City, and um, she wants she wanted to climb the mountain. She wanted to get Beric's blessing. She wanted to know what was at the top of the mountain because anybody, everybody that had come down from the mountain had said that it had guided their life, you know, for the for the rest of their days. What they had learned at the top of the mountain, and of course, she got unfortunately caught up by the candoran assault and. Um, uh, destroyed, and uh, it's now going to be turned, and there's going to be some great stuff she, behind Yeah, her. she
0: charged the undead lines, she, right? She, she, she,
1: the, 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 yeah, she charges the, the lines, you know, barrack knights are impetuous, and she decided, you know what, we're just going to do this, and so she just charged right in the middle of them, held them off for four okay. turns, it was miraculous, but uh, when we bring out that story, there's going to be a little bit more about, um, you know, the pilgrimages involved in that campaign. Okay. And, like I said, each of them are unique, each of them are yeah. different. Um, in the Redstone Pass campaign, too, there was another shrine in the valley, um, but we didn't about I mean, who know. it was Ooh. for, and there's a reason for that, Ooh. right? Okay. Um, and there'll be some Bright Sword stuff associated with that shrine a little later on. Awesome. So, so did Jens,
0: did, did they roll to see if Jens' uh, Knight of Beric died? Oh yeah, she died.
1: She Man. died? Yeah, she died. Oh! She, she died. And she is um, going to come back in Jens' Kandoran, uh, free Freeband free <laughs> for this coming campaign. As a Reaper? Uh, she's actually going to have um, all of the stats of the Barrack Knight plus Undead. It's a special character that we're giving her because of this storyline that we're doing. Beautiful. And awesome. it was a high quester of It was a high quester of oh, cool.
2: I want to see a conversion
1: now. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, you know, Jen was pr- is probably working yeah, on it. Um, yeah, but she does some awesome modeling stuff, She does. So. And it was an incredible, an incredible scene. We gave her uh, barracks blessing and she got sweep on that big war axe. You know, oh she gosh, was out there she... just mowing down Candorans, It was awesome. So, <laughs> so uh,
0: Tala goes on a pilgrimage to Desna's, De- not Desna's. Donna's sanctuary. Donna. Donna. Donna's sanctuary. Dona. Sorry. I play a lot of Pathfinder. Yeah, Everything yeah, is Desna. Yeah. It's, Anyway, Dona's yeah.
1: Sanctuary. So she comes out of Vassalar. She's she is a cantor at the temple, the Aelian temple in Vassalar. And because it's the main temple, um, it's very busy, right? And Tala's the kind of person that uh, she can just go and go and go. But after a time, she burns out. She needs a rest. So generally speaking in, in the story, Tala takes a pilgrimage each year uh, down from Vassalar to Dona's Sanctuary. And it's on this pilgrimage
2: this time. That she meets a very special young girl that kicks off the uh, campaign. Whispers of Doom. Awesome. So interesting. It, it says here in the Whispers of Doom that she's traveling to the sanctuary that's in Northeast Thormanal. Now, I thought Thormanal and Candor, or uh, not Candor, Thormanal and Haredel don't really get along. So why would she travel there as a Knight of Vassal, or a uh, Candor Vassal? Yeah. So, so sometimes they get along
1: and sometimes they don't. They're still Failure kingdoms. Okay. Uh, they have a very different outlook on life the Thormanolans and the Herodellans. Um, you know, we were talking just a couple of minutes ago off mic about how the Herodellans are just kind of one step removed from the Erdogan tribes. right? Mm-hmm. Um, Thormanol is very progressive, okay. right, um, as far politically and religiously. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've moved away from a lot of the main Veranic teachings, per se, mm-hmm. and they've gone to a more progressive outlook on um, the Veranic faith. So, yeah, their countries don't always get along, but... The veranic religion is the failure religion. And so gotcha. the, okay. the the networks stay up.
2: Okay.
0: Nice. So Tala meets a unique girl. What What's her name? Uh, Varkless. Var- 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 Var-
1: Var- Varkless is her name. Var- what is it? Varkless.
0: Varkless. Varkless. Mm-hmm. That's
1: the girl's name? Mm-hmm. Okay. And what what's going on with her? So she's a young girl and she is being troubled by these terrible dreams. Um, and in her dreams, dragons have come back to Phalon and they destroy the Western Kingdoms and they shatter crowns. So the Western Kingdoms being? The Failure Kingdoms. The Failure Kingdoms. Okay,
0: yeah. so that's Herodel, uh, Falcarin. Uh, Thornel, and
2: then and just technically the tribes.
1: Technically are the tribes, right? The tribes are failures, but they're not a kingdom by any stretch. So they're it's uh, shattering the crown. Those, mm-hmm. those three, those three kings. In Corona be in that. No, or, they're Chayler. Too southern. Yeah, Corona's a chailer and and because they border Thornel, they do. They're they're in the mix there, but they're uh, <laughs> they're completely different people. Uh, they're yeah. they're also preoccupied, aren't they? They're very preoccupied, and in and and. They're going to be even more preoccupied here in a couple of months. Yeah, we will try that. Pre-occupied, to, yeah, yeah I, I, <laughs> I hear that they they have problems of their own. They do. Um, they they have they have problems. They have big right? problems. <laughs> I think very are, sunny problems. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so the three kingdoms the crowns are shattered. Crowns are shattered. So the, these kind of, these kinds of dreams, you know, obviously the, they're scaring the poor girl uh, near to death, and the local. Priest,
0: I've, I've seen Thra- Thrakensor. Like he's, yeah. he's, oh, he's
1: he's yeah he's huge, right? If you've ever played a game against him, you know just how terrifying he can be. Seeing wow. as yeah. nobody has actually s- officially defeated him in combat, yes, as a group game, right, right. He's, he's not officially been no, destroyed. Um, so it's obviously terrifying, and the local priest blows it off to, as the imaginations of a young girl. You know, she's she's young and she's heard too many stories. Blah 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 blah. But uh, Tala comes wandering into town and um, meets the young girl's mother and immediately knows that something's wrong. So she goes and she listens to the dreams of this girl and something, you know, I, I Leah is the goddess of wisdom and something in, in her knows that, that what's going on here, what's being said, what's being seen is vitally important. So she decides right then and there that she is going to take this girl to the Herodon court because one of the king's counselors is an old friend of hers, and it's an Ilian priestess that's very, very powerful and will know exactly what to do. Plus, they're right there with King Wandaar, we will know, you know, hey, if something needs to be said, if we need to warn, whatever's going on, Harcourt is the place to be, and Harcourt right? the... yes, yes. okay. uh, is the- Yes, yes. And Harcourt is the capital of, of Haridel, right? Okay. That's where they, they have their king
0: so let's pause really quick the 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 local cantors or cantors uh they kind of, they kind of brush it off as off. like now why would they do that because like dragons have a lore and like for us like thrakensaur is a model that you can purchase so we know that dragons exist right
1: but for the felonians do they know that dragons exist so dragons are one of these things that um well, to, to put it in, in terms of, J-R- let's say, the, the Lord of the dragon? Rings, yeah. you know, the the ring is a very real thing, and everybody knows about it when it's around, but when it gets lost for a few thousand years, it all becomes story and myth, and it's the same way with the dragons of Phelan. It's been a thousand years since anybody has even you know tried to bring a dragon into the world, so dragons have become this myth this story this this thing that you tell your kids to keep them in line you know don't you don't go running into the woods over Drakens, there the over. will get you you know That's terrible. and so um <laughs> you know, so you know it's, it's the boogeyman and and you know the the some of the local cantors and even some people in, in places of power because they've not been seen it so long it's, it's a myth or they're just gone you know, that's not anything to worry about. And the local cantor falls into them that you know, that first category. You know, he's gone and he's gone. It's just, yeah. you know, it's a myth. So, next,
0: this segues into what I wanted to know about. You mentioned that it's been a thousand years since someone tried to bring dragons into the world.
1: Yeah, so there there was a, an event about a thousand years ago. And I'll let you guys look at the timeline to kind of figure out what was going on then. But it was a, a very large war, and it was a very desperate war and um during that time uh, a couple of dragons were were tried to be brought into the world and it had very very bad consequences and as a result we have the Jarsit and we have the dathglar and if you guys know what that is and in phalon just kind of west and northwest of uh, teradim and then again north northeast of teradim are two magically saturated lands where um there's a swamp and a desert where there shouldn't be and there's going to be a full story that comes out with why that is but you can just take the information we've given and kind of start to piece that together. If, if you're a lore
0: master, I think, uh, you can check out the Tomb of Akshad, mm. right? I pronounced that correctly. Yeah, Tomb of Akshad. Mm-hmm. Tomb of Akshad adventure. And, uh, or if you're in my Bright Sword group, you may be able to choose that adventure. Okay. And so that, that'll that be really exciting Yeah. Uh, to get more of that.
1: Yeah, so there's there's a city in that. Particular adventure called Latheridim, and uh, Akshat is the Rasmung of uh, Latheridim, which is their word for mayor, the trailer word for mayor. And um, his story, his original story, takes place during the Trazerite rebellion, right, when the Trazerites were basically hunting down and destroying the Kryshan Empire. Mm. And uh, that's why we have the Trazerite Empire now and not the Kryshan Empire, because the Trazerites were very successful. And uh, his story, the the start of his story, takes place during that, that war. Mm-hmm.
0: And again, to of Ch- yeah. uh, that campaign, and be a lore master on uh, the Patreon, and you can read more about that and get the deets. Now, that.
2: this is just a general question, because I don't know, but as far as dragons go and then demons go, are they from the same realm, generally, Carillon? They, they
1: are from the same realm. Okay. They are, in fact, the same basic thing. Okay. Our dragons are demons, and the there are nine dragons, each of them basically an elemental type. Right. Mm-hmm. So there are nine energies in Phalon and there are nine spirits. And uh, the nine energies line up with the nine dragons. Right? Okay. And they are demons. They're the apex predators in in uh, Carillon. And uh, they can be unleashed right. on Phalon with some really nasty power. Now
2: this is just kind of curiosity too. So when a demon is killed and they're in Phalon. Is it more of a planar thing where they're shifted back or does their body remain? Their their, their body goes. Okay. Right. But their, their, their body falls. Right. But right. But they get sucked back into Carillon. Oh, okay. So does a portal open up or they just kind of vanish? Sucked back. Okay. If, like a vanish.
1: If they die in Carillon, are they dead? That has not been determined yet.
0: Okay. Second question. Follow <laughs> up. All right. So there are nine dragons keyed off of the energies. Uh-huh. Is there something keyed off the spirits? That
1: has not been determined yet either. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> I really
0: wanted to know I'm thinking like are there like gen car that are like big and scary and good aligned I
1: don't know well remember remember the, the, the cosmology phonies, of Phalon. so phonies. you have the the creator right and the creator creates Phalon and in order to be better understood by his creation splits himself into the nine gall, right and that's okay. They held the power of creation, right? So there's nine of them, and they line up with the nine energies and the nine spirits. Each one embodies one of each. Oh, okay. And of those nine, six of them are what we would consider positive energies, positive spirits, right? Mm -hmm. And three of them are negative. And then three negative, once they were separated from the whole, they decided they were going to have their own go of it, right? And that's why we have the war in heaven. That's why we have that rebellion, and we have the Kahinan, and why at the end of that war, those three are tossed into the deepest pit that they could find, right? and those are the Kehinim. Those are the Kehinim. Those are the three the evils. The three, the three baddies, right? And they're they are imprisoned right now, but still kind of working Anywhere, folks. <laughs> <way. laughs> you know, they they are in prison, but they're they're working in the world. They're picking the locks. They're they're trying. They sure are trying. So you have these the six good positive behavior. aspects as well. <laughs> 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 There's no good behavior with those guys. Uh, um, but you know so that we, we we can have we can have that because you know the the demons are still aligned in that way
0: cool that's, oh man that's so good so we kind of got on a tangent there right. with like uh, I'm all about tangents uh, dragons and we got into Litheradim and, and uh, Dothgar and stuff like that and so um back to our main story so this young girl has terrible dreams and Tulla is going to try to get her to safety
1: she wants to get her to safety and obviously there's two things going here there's there's the safety of the girl and the fact that the kingdoms of the failure people could be at stake right the shattering of the crowns is a you know it's a pretty big visual as, as to what's going on and you know, dragons kind of destroying everything um, Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 on your kingdom. Dishonor on your kingdom. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. a that's a pretty bad thing. So there is the safety of the girl, but there's also the safety of the failure of people that Tala feels is at risk. Really yeah. And you've you've already put out
0: what scenarios we're gonna play. This oh, is a nine game uh nine's uh, a good round number, don't you think? Oh my gosh, stop it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Oh, my wheels are turning now. All right, so, uh, but have you, I, I haven't actually looked through the games. I, I When we play campaigns, I really like the weekly or the bi-weekly release of those, and I understand you did that to help people who are new to the game see the flow of it. We're still going to have those. We
1: have the basics. This is a scenario list, but we have, we don't have any more. It's, it's just a little paragraph about what's going on, because yeah. this is happening in basically in real time. See that. So we will still have weekly releases that flesh that out and give a little more story to some of the people that are playing and some of the patrons cool. that are playing and what their motivations are. So you're going to learn a little bit each week, and then when that's done, that will go back onto World Anvils to be a complete product.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Now, with that, I, um, I'm kind of curious. I know Scott's got some questions here too, but one question I kind of have is primarily where's this campaign going to take place uh, geo- like geographically as far as what kind of maybe some we're looking at terrain we want to make it really aesthetic mm-hmm. in our local meta maybe you're playing on TTS and you can set it up for fun what, what, kind, of, what kind of areas are we looking at these encounters happening in
1: name it Name it. I mean, that's, that's the thing. So the, the, the geographic streets. location, <laughs> yes. Caroline, <laughs> no, would <laughs> <laughs> That would be interesting. That would be, that, 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 that's one of these days. Um, so this takes place in Harrodel, right? And they start um, south of Vassilar, right? So grasslands. And the first place they go is the uh, Dunrian, which is uh, a very old forest that's, that's really close that um, houses the, the towns of uh, Dunstan and Erladen. And so the first, the first or second scenario, I believe it's the second one, takes place there in the Dunrian, in the forest. So you're going to have forests. Uh, the next place she goes is west um, through Ramon, and then tries to get up into um, Arsmouth. To try to throw off the people that are pursuing her. So oh, she okay. takes a, a very roundabout way to get to Hare because she you knows she's being followed, basically. Okay. Um, which is where the rest of these patrons are. She's taking the girl with her? The girl is with her. Oh, okay, for safety, obviously.
2: <clears throat> I figured as much, but.
1: Yeah, so you're gonna have a whole lot of different places that you get to yeah. play. There's gonna be a whole lot of different uh, boards that you can set up. And that's one of the things, one of the reasons that we, we wrote it that way. Yeah. Is so that you'd have a variety of places to play. Right? Awesome. Yeah. Scott, what kind of questions?
3: I, are you? I absolutely love this story. It's just, it's going to be super fun to play, and, mm-hmm. and uh, the one thing I had was, she only had these nightmares for weeks, mm-hmm. and the cantor was just ignoring them as child's play. Right. The fact that all of these patrons received words so quickly, and then every single one has their own agenda, mm-hmm. it's like, word of mouth travels really
1: fast. People, people talk, and when there's talk of dragons, people listen. Right, dragons are, like I said, they're the, they're the scary story, they're the spook story, they're the, the boogeyman. And so when there's talk of dragons, ears perk up, you know, and certain people, that is a, a major thoroughfare there, that area between Vassilar and Thorminal, right, so that's a very a major trade road. Lots of peoples come through there. It's also one of the, the main trade roads in from Trillius and from Candor. So that's a place where a lot of different peoples are meeting. And so word traveled very fast, and because of the people that are listening, (laughs) and we—if we talk about the patrons—that's. Well,
0: yeah, go ahead. What like what? What about what are the some of the key? There's twelve patrons. What are some of the? I
2: I want to know a little bit if we can hmm. specify. Yeah, let's let's we can do whatever. So let's start with the patron that um, spoilers here, who I might have voted for for my uh, Uh bid. But I want to know a little bit more about. Torverall Prevalin? He's he's a world builder. Okay, isn't so
1: he? this is this is really cool. This, I'm so glad that you asked about Torverall. So, Torverall is the NPC of one of our world, world builders, Adam Richardson. Adam's from Dallas, and uh, Torverall is his creation. Um, if you're a world builder, if you're an elite or a world builder, you get to create an NPC that populates the world of Phelon. Uh If you're a world builder, you also get a place that goes with them. So. Uh, when Adam created his character, he created a knight of Valar, uh, which is a wolf knight, right? So the wolf tribe, uh, but Harrodeld, you know. Uh, so um, Torverall has this really cool story behind him. I encourage you to go and read about Torverall because he's an yeah, awesome. awesome backstory. What's
0: his place of residence? Sorry.
1: Oh, he's homeless at the moment yeah. <laughs> because a... a he is, sits on the, the border between Thorminol and Herodel in an area that is hotly contested. And his, his holdings down there um, helped keep the, the Thormenolans at bay for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. But there was a much larger war and the Warden of Erladen came in and kind of botched things up a little bit and Torverall's um, holdings were captured. Okay. And <coughs> Torverol lost his home. He lost his holdings. He uh, temporarily lost his title. He lost everything uh, because of some some bad doings. So he's trying to regain it. That is definitely on his plate. He was given a special commission by the by the king of uh, Mundar, uh and now he's kind of a fixer for Mundar. He goes wherever he's needed, and yeah. he
2: leads a group of, of men called Torval's Wolves. Oh, that looks right. Awesome. So he's good mm-hmm. thought, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Bad thing about lore is every time I, I hear about a campaign I want to buy and like buy a free band I already own. <laughs> because I want to convert them. Convert, <laughs> yeah. Them, yeah. convert them or repaint them. Convert them and repaint right. them yeah. into the theme of this because I'm just like I get a very space wolves vibe, you know, obviously, mm. but Well you know, I I got I got well
0: there's a wolf totem though, right? The wolf totem totem. Oh sorry, we we were talking about this earlier. The Varanic Rites are very closely associated with the uh, totems of the Erdogan. Sure. And so there's a wolf totem. Absolutely. Who's, who's the god that is associated with the wolf totem? Do you? Valor. Valor. Mm-hmm. And is that who Torverall
1: yes worships? Yes. And so there's your line with the wolves, mm-hmm. right? Well, so, sense. yeah, and and obviously we're doing stories about each of these characters, too. And yeah. we've done one story with Torvarol so far, basically, as he's watching the the Thorvalans come down out of the pass... That are gonna take us home, right? And in the second part of that story, we're going to meet his aging cantor in his, his village, his holdings, who is nice. an old, you know, valor priestess, but she's like ancient and she's very um, grumpy. Yeah. And she decides <laughs> to stay back and lead the um, lead the resistance to Thormenal in occupation, so she's going to be an amazing character. How's does occupy anything? Don't they rely on mercenary companies? They have uh, troops of their own, but most of them are mercenary troops, and the troops that come out of the pass are, in fact, mercenaries. They're named mercenaries, and they're mercenaries that were in the Redstone Pass. Black. Black, The um, Black Shield. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Camels, lots of camels. That's what I ran in the uh, in
0: uh, Redstone Pass with Black Shields. Yep. And so, and uh, it was a lot. It was a lot of fun.
1: So we we like to tie lore together. So that campaign, um, that that culminates with um, Torval's holdings being lost, is one also where. Um, Chappelle meets Berlin. Oh, okay. okay. For, um, and that's Matt Budney's character, too. So the, they meet during that campaign. Great. So we, we like to tie all of this
2: in. And because it's recently in the lore, you know, we can do that. So, so uh, next patron, Scott, who, who do you want to know about?
3: Yeah, There was, uh, I kind of want to know more about the archivist. Oh, oh <laughs> no. You just hit Gucci's love language. Yeah, yeah, you really did. I thought it was unique reading through it. I was like, I want to know more about these guys. The
1: Archivists are fun. I I created the Archivists a while back. and The Archivists Mm -hmm. are an organization Mm -hmm. that ferret away knowledge um, and truth to reveal at a time where it will make a difference in the world. They don't Mm -hmm. just ferret it away and put it in books for the sake of keeping it there. They reveal truths when you know battles hang in the balance, when kingdoms hang in the balance, when um, a convergence of events may lead to one bad decision or another, and the revealing of this truth can sway that. Right. So they have an archivist in almost every city of size making notes on it. They are a
0: secret society, right? They
1: are a secret society. Um, hmm. People don't generally know about them, but they do have a working relationship with Aelia, who is the goddess of knowledge and wisdom. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> also, they have a militant arm called the Shining Key, hmm. and that is their their free band, you know, um, right? That sounds oh, really interesting. Yeah. yeah so that's yeah. that's their that's their 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 army militants that uh, goes out and. Finds things, right? If, uh, if somebody, if there's knowledge hidden here or a rumor of knowledge here, they'll send out a couple of archivists with shining key members to fight whatever needs to be fought or keep them safe.
2: Now, are archivists are they Ellen or are they a combination of they, all are, are, they all are all Falish all over the world. Okay. Are are they a, in Chela. Yeah. Well, Chayla? In,
0: in one of the patrons in your Deep Dark campaign was an archivist, right? And they were Kazarik. Yes. But okay. yes.
1: The, the archivists have archivists in every town of every nation. And okay. There are going to be some surprise reveals in the future about just who is an archivist and who, who isn't, right? So there will be some people that we are getting to know now
2: that will turn up as archivists in the future. That's really fun. Mm-hmm. I can see that being a really good thing for Bright Sword and some other stuff. It's just really oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. It's, almost like, secret it's almost like a prestige class. You know? I like the
3: fact that they can just show up anywhere. They yeah, so because, it's like, because they're everywhere. Right? They can be yeah. in almost every single portion of lore, every culture. Yeah.
0: So we're talking about secret societies. There's another secret society who's a patron.
1: Right. And those Is are they, the, the uh, Dragonflame cultists? They right? are or, kind of a uh, secret society. Dragon Flame yeah. yeah, so the Dragonflame Magi are the um, the leaders of the Dragonflame cultists. And so they're the, the patrons, obviously, the Magi are. And the the Dragonflame Cultists, they're um, they're interesting. So we just published them in our unsanctioned free bands. Yeah, I just and, I just read all that
0: you published there yeah. and I was like eating it up and wanting more.
1: Yeah, well there's there's more coming. Um, in fact um, one of the things that you get to do as a world builder and an elite member of the um, of the Patreon subscription is after a year's um, subscribing, you get to create your own unsanctioned free band. So there's gonna be more of those because the month of October is the year anniversary of our starting that program. Did somebody
0: choose Dragonflame cultist Is there?
1: No, that wasn't that was all that was me. <laughs> <laughs> Busted. I love it. I, I love, love it. Never. I was
0: the second that. So I'll. I'll be honest. Colin may have spilled the
1: beans on them. Oh sure, sure. A little sure. early to. And Colin he, and I are friends. And let me tell you, he did stellar, stellar work on their weapons. My God, I know. It's amazing. I could not that, get the enough. rules. They're crazy. Um, I'm running them
0: in this current campaign because I was so enamored with them. Yeah. So yeah,
1: you're not the only one. Um, I know. They're 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 hot. Pun intended. Um, They're they're so cool, and there's so much room for them, because as I was telling these guys uh, earlier, um, there are going to be cultists, obviously, for each of the nine dragons. Uh, The Thrakensaur cultists, the the Dragonflame cultists, are the most active in the world and their, their shtick is they believe that the more fires they start and the more things they burn the more likely they are to call Frackensort back that's and, to and, and they yeah.
0: believe he's going to come back and purge the unclean the unworthy yes. so they see
1: him as a force for good in the world they see him as something of a savior of the world yeah okay. so that's the thing about cults is um you know, they there's there's elements of truth, and then there's you know obvious corruption, obvious right. corruptions, right? Like in these guys, you know what they think are bringing back is good is gonna rain hellfire on good and bad alike. I mean, they're. that... I
0: fought Draconsoar in a, in a number of games, mm. and. Uh, we have yet to kill him, but he has murdered us yeah. thoroughly. Now here's, he's,
2: he's a good murderer, yes. Here's what's Very interesting true. about this little blurb you wrote with the dragon fame um, cultist. It says, they must know what vision Thraskinor has granted her. So why do they think that Thraskinor has given her the vision?
1: So, that's the deal, right? So, obviously, if there are visions of dragons, mm-hmm. they are going to believe that it is Thrakensar trying to speak through somebody, right? Because they're, 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 they're lore, if you'll read in the, the Unsanctioned Free Band book, which is free on the website, by the way. Yep, you go to go. the
0: downloads page of dgs.com and downloads DGS and games. you can... Yeah. DGS Games. It's like, they're going to end up <laughs> on somewhere. <laughs> DGSgames.com and you can download those. Uh, yeah, download
1: so they... They generally will wait for what they call a herald, and that's um, somebody that they believe Thrakensaur is speaking through, and when they find a herald or a herald mm-hmm. finds them, they'll start just lighting everything up, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they believe that Thrakensaur is speaking through this young girl and that something big is about to happen, and so they, they want her. They want to know what she's saying, They they're, so they're chasing her. Right. I'm, I'm
0: sure that they're very incorrect on all of those assumptions. Mm-hmm. Nothing big is happening. This not, is such a minor event. It's just a girl with nightmares, right? You sound like, a, you no. sound like the Cantor, so this <laughs> <is it. laughs> That's exactly what happened.
2: Was
3: there ah. anything more on the prophecy? Which prophecy? Uh, it's a uh, let me see here. Um, learned that the young girl outside of Vassalar has begun the prophecy about returning.
1: Right, so they believe that, that Thrakensaur is returning. Their prophecy is that he's coming back. Okay. And he's going to purge the world of, of evil with his fire, right? Because in many cultures, fire is seen as a purging instrument, right? To, to, to knock out the weaknesses and the bad and to just purify. Right. Mm-hmm. So they see him as a purifying force. Mm-hmm. Um, the Thrachosaur we know and love and have seen on the field is something more destructive. He purifies. Right. <laughs> yeah, he purifies all right. Trample, <clears> trample, <throat> Right. <laughs> so um, that's that's kind of the, the prophecy that they think is coming kind of true, is that he's on the way back and he's speaking to this young girl. Interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. Brutal. Yeah. Is
3: there any more significance to why she was chosen?
1: We we haven't really revealed that yet, okay. and
3: oh snap, we have to play the campaign.
2: Oh, no,
1: <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> there's there's going to be a lot of reveals, and as we go along, like I was telling Jeff, um, we wanted to give basics for people to go ahead and get playing. Right, mm-hmm. because not everybody's going to be on the same schedule that the Kansas City crew is going to be on or that the Michigan crew is going to be on or that uh, Budney's TTS crew is going to be on we're all going to kind of hold our own thing and we're going to try to keep together but you know, it's not always possible so each week as we play one of these things more stories going to come out there's going to be some narrative there's going to be some fiction for, uh, from each of these patrons mm-hmm. uh, to, to push the story to round out the fluff uh, because that's just what I do because um, I enjoy it and totally. So you're going you're gonna to get a, a much larger picture of what's really going on here yeah. and what it's leading to, which is far more important than just this story.
2: Those look like the weeks have some minor spoilers in them, though. There are yeah, some minor so spoilers. Just be aware of that. If you don't want to know ahead of time, don't read the scenarios ahead of
0: time. So we're, we're kind of coming to a close of the podcast here, but I want to throw uh, kind of a curveball to Gooch. Yay, I love yeah. curveballs. Let's uh, do this. So, next year is the 10-year anniversary of DGS Games. 10th anniversary of DGS Games. Can you believe that? And DGS stands for Dead General Society, right? I love that. Yes. And so, uh, anyway, it's the 10th anniversary. Um, Can you tell us... I I know there's some major story elements that maybe Whispers of Doom helps set up. Uh But uh, there's some major story elements coming. But, like, can you share anything about some of the cool things that are coming down the pipe uh, for... Um, your tenth anniversary
1: that we can look forward to. I, I can, I can, I can share some of those spoilers. So, uh, the whole reason that we're playing this campaign right now is that. We have something in our lore, but we really haven't fleshed out called the Bright Sword War and the Jaguar Crusade. And in, <sighs> I know <laughs> What's that? <laughs> some of us know, and, and you know, it's not, but it's not yeah. widely known. It's not something that we've written a lot about. But we have, I'm so excited for. We, it. we have, you know, kind of thrown some spoilers out, but I, I can tell you right now that those two things happen concurrently. Um, one of them happens in the the northern sections of the of the northern continent, and the. Jaguar Crusade uh, is something that kicks off um, in the area of Corona and Thormanol, right? So okay. these two major things are going to oh, start. Oh about Thormanol! I forgot about Thormanol. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay, right. no, so, yeah, all right. so these two things are going to start to push our timeline forward. You know, for the past ten years we have stayed at the year 1008, and 1008 holds some huge happenings, i.e. the, the Bright Sword War and the Jaguar Crusade. And so we're going to tell those stories and we're going to start pushing the timeline forward. So um, you might notice that there's some prophecies going on and whispers of doom and that that's going to lead into the opening of the Bright Sword War and the Jaguar Crusade. So we're setting that up this year so that next year... We're going to just slam you with some incredible stories, some incredible campaigns, some new bright sword stuff. We're just gonna push everything forward and we're just going to ramp it up so hard next year. It's gonna blow everybody's socks off. It really is. The yelling of doom campaign (laughs) 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 The yelling of doom. The The proclaiming away from doom
0: proclaiming (laughs) the loudness of doom. Uh, very cool, very cool. Well, thanks for sharing those those little tidbits there. And I know there's uh, there's even some more things oh, that are happening. There's so much that, more that uh, that were not named. And uh, if you want to know about some of those things and get the inside line, you can become a elite or a world builder. And every uh, the first Monday of every month, we get together and. We get to hear all these things coming down the pipe. Uh, world yeah. builders have the release schedule of models, so we know what models are coming out through January, or February, something that. Uh, like October it. of next year. Oh yeah, it's October of next year. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be good. Now, what level uh,
2: patron do you have to be in order to do an un- unsanctioned free ban? You mentioned that earlier. You have to be for a year, but you, I didn't hear the. World. So it's
1: a, an elite or a a world builder. So okay. right now, because the elites and the world builders are a pretty small group, and there's only a few elites, but there's a there's more world builders, honestly. Um, we're doing their their longevity award, their year award together. Okay. Now, as we grow that group, that's not going to be the case. We're going to split them off, and we'll have two different things. Mm-hmm. But for now, everybody that's in that program at a year's time, uh, which is ticking now, right? Because I think Jeff, yours is next month. Yeah, I'm next right? month. So I've already started talking about what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. and that's, those ideas are hot. Those I'm are awesome. really excited about them. Um, but yeah, you get to do that, and that's you know that you're. So not only are you putting an NPC to, into the world, right? And having it written into the lore and the stories and uh, becoming patrons. I mean, yeah, we've already so seen much, yeah. patrons in this campaign. Right. Um, but then the world builders also get to add a place, right? So you get a, a home for that person or you can choose another place. I mean, it's totally up to you. But a lot of our world builders now have taken their NPC and then put them into their kind of home turf. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, with Torverall, Adam built the manor house and the village that, that was are his ancestral holdings, right? So that's really cool. Um, but then at that year, you get to make your unsanctioned free band, which is kind of the next step up with that. And so you're really adding into the lore of the
0: world. And an unsanctioned free band, mechanically speaking, allows you to take models that already exist and kind of write new rules for them and, and create new things for them to be new lore. Like the Dragonflame Cultists are one, and the other one that's currently out are the Black Coil. Uh, the black coil, right? Black coil cultists. Cultists, right. yeah. And so those are more shock focused, also very hot. Mm. And so uh, those are kind of like what you get to do with the with with uh, those patron levels. And yes. that's elite or world builder, right? Elite or world builder, All right. right? cool. And elite like I know world builder is twenty five dollars a month
1: and for el- Patreon. Elite's fifteen. And Elite's fifteen. Mm-hmm. World so, Builder is actually sold out. At the moment it is. We we only open so many at a time because to create an npc to create a place yeah. that comes with its own map too right so we're not just doing the stats and the, the rules and the lore for a person we're also doing the lore and then a map of your chosen place so that takes a while so we generally speaking only take two at
2: a time yeah mm-hmm.
1: So, those, so you can watch for those to come out, but the best
0: way to see those come out is if you're in a week and yeah. you can keep an eye on them. Or 20 and <laughs> <laughs> or 20. Or, or you know. <laughs> I, I, 20s may, may not have any effect,
1: but good
3: coffee certainly yeah. will. Yeah, good oh, coffee. Yeah. That's right. That's good right. coffee and just pizza. Yeah, there you we go.
0: Well, uh, thanks, Matt. We really <laughs> yeah, appreciate so it. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, so we're, we're going to be uh, sharing uh, how the – Michigan
2: GT goes
0: and the North American Championships, and we might do another recording uh, later on this weekend. And so you can be looking forward to that. But we hope
2: look forward on Freeblade's page. I'm sure there's going to be postings about um, what kind of terrain setups and different uh, lists and armies going on and everything. So check out that. Um,
0: I I want to know what Aaron Newell is bringing. The well, Jeff
1: Smasher Five Thousand. Like I said, for good coffee. <laughs> well, we're going to later, so I have to pick up Aaron from the airport. So on the
0: way, I'll carry your models, Aaron, from that. Anyway, so uh, yeah, we uh, we'll we'll end it right here. But thanks for listening, and we really hope you enjoyed this uh, dive into the lore. And honestly, we probably we probably could have kept talking, and in, in fact, we might keep talking about this kind of stuff because it's so deep. So. Uh, you can read about it on World Anvil, or you can become a Patreon and um, subscribe at the elite level or higher, and you can be a part of those conversations. And They're really fun. I, I really enjoy those uh, monthly gatherings. So uh, We hope you guys have a good night, and thanks for listening. Letters, guys. See ya.